0: Let me ask you a question. Are young people choosing not to have children because of the climate crisis? You know, faced with the prospect of a changing world, changing for the worse? Is it an ethical dilemma to even consider conceiving? Now, before you dismiss this out of hand, my fellow Gen Xers or baby boomers, know that poll after poll of Gen Z and millennials shows that that is precisely what is happening. It's all part of something called eco-anxiety, and my next guest writes about it in her new book, Generation Dread, Finding Purpose in an Age of Climate Crisis. Britt Ray is a writer, a broadcaster, and the author of the newsletter, Jen Dread. Welcome to the program, Britt.
1: Thanks so much. Good to be here.
0: All right, your book is about the larger narrative of finding hope amongst all these negative stories we see day in and day out about climate. Why focus on that?
1: Well, we need to be able to prevent harm in this situation and you know, shift course and create a better future than the one we otherwise expect if we don't take collective, swift, dramatic action. We all have a role to play in demanding that from our leaders and doing what we can with our own agency to bring it about. In our jobs where we use our money consumption choices lifestyle all that essentially though it's political and um these emotions eco-anxiety which you mentioned it's defined by the american psychological association as the chronic fear of environmental doom many people experience it anyone of any age can feel it if they understand that their health is tied up with the health of the environment but it's particularly heavy for young people And this can be a constructive emotion if we learn how to process the feelings that come with it and then help motivate the kinds of actions that we work towards with other people, or it can become really debilitating and almost impossible to cope with and can impair our functioning and and, negatively impact mental health. So that's why I needed to write about it because it's a rising phenomenon in society that requires urgent response.
0: Yeah, I really hadn't thought about this in in the way that you frame it. And I find it really interesting and the term that I I really jumped out me in your in your book is narrative foreclosure. Could you explain what that is? Mm.
1: Yeah, interesting that that jumped out at you. So narrative foreclosure is this idea that nothing we do will be able to make a better future. It's a consolidated tightening of future possibility that lives in one's mind as a future projection and it's an emotional response, but it really produces a a sense of powerlessness or helplessness in this crisis, which is super unfortunate because we who are alive today have a lot of power over how bad this crisis is going to get and how the most vulnerable are going to be treated in it. So really that helplessness is a sham, and the sense of narrative foreclosure is, is quite uh, a threat to the kind of progress we can make, given what we could do right now. Um, but it's, it's what we know from mental health studies over and over again. Anxiety and depression lead to that sense of narrative foreclosure, uh, and we need to have more flexible thinking about what's possible.
0: I really hadn't thought about the environment and climate change in terms of an impact on mental health. I mean, we're dealing with so many other things that impact our mental health, the pandemic, the after effects or the impacts of it.
1: Could you give yeah. me a
0: sense of what the, what the research says about climate change and mental health?
1: Absolutely. So there's acute traumatic impact of going through something like a wildfire or a flood, right? These fast moving disasters, which can because post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression, substance abuse, and misuse, that sort of thing. But then there's also data on how the ecological distress can mount just from being aware of the severity of the climate predicament and the ecological crisis, which is where this eco-anxiety and, and climate grief that we're talking about comes in. So my colleagues and I did a study on the scope and burden of climate anxiety in 10,000 16 to 25 year olds in 10 countries around the world. We were looking in places like the US and UK and France, as well as India and Nigeria and Philippines, Brazil, and some others. And we found that of these 10,000 youth, 45% of them report that their feelings about the climate crisis negatively impact their daily functioning. So it's interrupting their ability to do things like concentrate or go to school and study, sleep, eat, have fun and play. Uh, Obviously, that's very sad um, that there are that many young people affected. And it tends to really harm those um, in low and middle income countries more than those in higher income countries so far. But also 75% of these young people said that the future is frightening. And 56% said they feel that humanity is doomed. And, you know, what's really important about this distress is that it's not just that young people feel the environment isn't doing well. And so they're not feeling well about that, but these feelings are significantly linked with the sense of being betrayed by governments and lied to by leaders. There's this kind of intergenerational breakdown of of trust that's happening around the climate crisis, which is making young people feel dismissed and belittled, which is psychologically harmful.
0: That's so interesting and how that might play into a general, a wider distrust of authority that we've seen amped up over the course of the pandemic.
1: It's an interesting point. Yeah. Um, Well, when we see that our leaders aren't really ushering investment, depending on how it's going in our country towards protecting public goods and and mental health and like our shared social fabric, uh, then that becomes, you know, a warranted response. But of course, there's problems with misinformation and, and kind of pseudoscience and just a general disrespect of authority and expertise, which also threatens our health. So it's a really tricky time for that.
0: Uh, Brett, I, I enjoyed our conversation and I've enjoyed reading your book. I appreciate it. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: Britt Ray is the author of Generation Dread: Finding Purpose in an Age of Climate Crisis. It's sort of a look at, you know, when you're just dealing with the day in and day out. Oh, there's another glacier that has evaporated, and you know, and there's another wildfire. How do you, how do you find hope? How do you find action? How do you find some kind of mental health peace in all of that?